It's easy to coach the great athlete, the great special player, you know? It wasn't hard for me to coach John Randall. That wasn't hard, okay? It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't hard for me to coach him, you know? Uh, but my, my job was to try to bring as many guys in that room with Johnny to being as close to him as possible. That was my job. And sometimes it takes different roads and avenues to get that done. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Vikings Vintage presented by Pepsi. My name is Gabe Henderson from the Vikings Entertainment Network alongside my co-host and Vikings.com audio producer, Mr. Chris Corso. And tonight we have the special privilege of being joined by Vikings co-defensive coordinator slash D-line coach slash assistant head coach Andre Patterson. And coach, while I know you are deserving of all these titles in your 39-year coaching career, I, I got to say, it it is hard to, to keep up with some of these titles. So for, for starters, in addition to running this entire defense, as well as coaching this revamped defensive line, what does the, the assistant head coach position entail? Uh, it's just doing whatever I can do to help Zim out. You know, um, to be honest with you, I've been doing it for a long time. So, mm. <laughs> so it's really <laughs> not that big of a difference. So nothing new. Um, but you know, it, it's 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 uh, you know help handling with the team, uh, help making decisions about the team, help organizing organizing practices, and you know uh, help organizing organizing the coaching staff. You know those kind of things. So uh, you know it's something that I've been helping him with for a long time. And uh, you know, really, really, all the titles don't mean anything. I'm just a football coach, man. You know, I, I don't I don't look at it all like that. I'm just a football coach. I just come in and whatever you need me to do, I'm going to do. And and I, I'm coaching the same way I did when I walked in as a high school coach. In high school, you got to wear a lot of hats. You got to do a lot of jobs. And that's what I'm used to doing. So that's no different for me. One thing that always stood out to me is you'd always bring up how you started out as a teacher. So how does how does that work? Taking all those talents you had as a teacher, teaching young students and children, and then bringing that to a football coach, kind of how have you taken those skills? And, and yeah, I mean, you're now you're an assistant head coach in the NFL, so it's taken you a long way. Well, I, I think the biggest thing, you know, as a teacher, you have to find a way uh, to reach all your all your children in your classroom. You know, you, you just can't you just can't put the information out there for for the so-called smart kids in the front of the room. Right. So <laughs> you have to find out how they learn. You know, every everybody learns differently. Right. Some people are visual. They can get it. You know, some people have to walk through it. Some people have to feel it. And to me, the thing is, you know, good teachers find out how all the kids in their classroom learn the best. And that's what I've always done as a coach. And, you know, I have to coach to every single guy, you know, in training camp, there's there's 18 D linemen sitting in there and, and all 18 of them learn differently. Well, my job is to find a way to find that button to get all 18 guys to get it. And uh, so that's been all that's been the way that I've coached from the beginning. And that's just the way that I view being a good coach. It's, you know, it's easy to coach the great athlete, the great special player. You know, it wasn't hard for me to coach John Randall. That wasn't hard, okay? Dave uh, had a question about John Randall, so you just yeah, came up perfectly. You know, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't hard for me to coach him, you know? Uh, but my my job was to try to bring as many guys in that room with Johnny to being as close to him as possible. That was my job. And sometimes it takes different roads and avenues to get that done. Yeah, like Corso said, I feel like you you have your your eyes on my note sheet right here. So speak, <laughs> speaking of John Randall, you got two guys now and Dalvin Thomas and Michael Pierce who both said they want to 
have a Johnny Randall type motor. They, they, they said the personality, that's a whole different thing. But the motor, you can coach that. So mm-hmm. for you, when you hear those guys say that, what, how does that affect your, your, your teaching? Well, do you want me to tell you the truth? Yeah, please do. Oh, it ain't gonna, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. I mean, I'm just telling you the truth. All right, so Johnny Johnny was the most unbelievable guy that I've I've never seen anybody in my coaching career at any position, at any position, be able to have the motor and stamina that that guy had. Okay, and so it's okay for you to try to strive to be there. Okay. But it's not gonna happen. I mean, I, I can remember, I can remember my first training camp, Gabe. And you know, back then training camp was something else. You were in two days for five, five weeks, right? And I remember as my as my first training camp, and we're about in the middle of the third week, and everybody's dragging, you know, everybody's hurting, they're dragging. Coaches, you got no voice anymore because you're screaming at them to get them to go. And as soon as soon as Johnny hit the field, he's like the energizer buddy, screaming, yelling, just you know, all over the place. And I'm like, man, how in the world? So, you know, it's it's a water break, and I walk up to him and I go, Yo, big dog, what the heck are you taking? <laughs> right? He goes, Coach. He goes, coach, I don't do that. Okay. He goes, I don't do that. I don't put nothing bad in my body. He said, come on, man. Nobody can do this naturally. Nobody. He said, look, coach, after practice, just come by my locker and I'll show you why. Okay. So practice is over and I go, I go by his locker. He said, Hey coach, look at that picture inside my locker. And I look at the picture inside of, of his locker and it's the house he grew in up in two bedroom, Okay, cement floors, one bathroom, you know, uh, seven, eight people living in there. Okay, he said, Coach, I look at that every day. So I look at that every day. I could still be there. You know, I, I could be, I could be pushing in railroad ties like one of my brothers. I could be, I could be a garbage man like one of my brothers working in, in the heat in Texas. Because I'm playing football. This ain't hard. This ain't hard. So why am I going to feel sorry for myself? Because I get to run around out there and play a game in the heat. Okay. So it was, it was, a, it was a special mentality that he had and he, and he got it. You know what I mean? He got it. And so that's why I'm saying you can strive to try to do that. Okay. But it, there's, there's something special that's got to be brewing in you to be able to get that done. I just got the chills literally listening to that story. I don't know about you, Gabe, but that was yeah, I, I, I want to learn more, more about the mentality that you, you think Dalvin Tomlinson and Michael Pierce possess then. Oh, well, I think they are both unbelievably strong. They're both unbelievably physical, okay? But I think the most important thing, and, and the fans and the media got a chance to meet them, and so about what I'm about to say is going to be easy for them to agree with that. They both are very, very intelligent. Okay, good people, very, very intelligent. And so they're going to bring that intelligence, that smarts, that physicality, that strength, all the things that we need to be successful up front. You know, Chris and Gabe, the thing that's funny is it's so funny how other people tell us what we need and they don't know what we do. Right. (laughs) All the. You know, all, that's a bar all, coach. You know, all, all the time I hear, oh, they need a penetrating three technique. They need a penetrating three technique. Well, we had the number one defense in the league and we didn't have a penetrating defense. We don't ask our three technique to do that. 
So why do we go out and get something that we don't use? I don't get that. Everybody, oh, they need a they need a picture. They need a, so you, obviously you ain't watching us play. That's the way I look at it, right? <laughs> we we were great when we had two big, physical, strong guys that let them three linebackers run and make plays. That's what we do. So so I don't get it when you say, oh, they got to go get a penetrate. That's not what we do. I love that you say, I mean, you're literally leading us to our next questions, which I told you, you got he got his eyes in our notes, man. <laughs> Andre, you know, I started at winter park in 2015. I've been here. I've watched you grow this defense. And and I literally remember when you guys brought in Linball Joseph and I grew up in New York. So I watched him play as a New York giant. I watched him win a super bowl. Is there any similarities between these guys? When, when you look at a guy, you, you, I, you must've handpicked Linval. So um, do you see that kind of player in, in one of these guys or, or both of them? Well, it, it was funny because I'm funny you asked that question because, you know, uh, when Michael Pierce was here, he got a workout in the weight room. And uh, some guys sent me some pictures of him working out in the weight room. And when I first clicked on it and I looked at it, I said, oh, that's LJ. What is LJ doing in our locker room? <laughs> what is he doing in our weight room? You know what I mean? And so then I kept going and I finally figured out who it was. And then when I blew it up, I saw that it was Michael Pierce. Okay. Strength, size, uh, athletic ability is very, very similar to Limbo Joseph. The difference is Limbo 6'5 and Mike 6'1. But all the other attributes as a football player are very, very similar. We'll have more with co-defensive coordinator Andre Patterson, but first... The Vikings Entertainment Network takes you inside the walls of the TCO Performance Center each week via the Minnesota Vikings podcast, which features exclusive guests, including players, coaches, staff, and experts across the NFL. Listen to interviews, press conferences, highlights, quotes from the locker room, and much more. Subscribe on all major podcast platforms to listen. And for information, visit vikings.com slash MVP. All right, welcome back to Vikings Vantage. Gabe Henderson here from the Vikings Entertainment Network alongside Chris Corso and our guest of the night, co-defensive coordinator slash assistant head coach Andre Patterson. Coach, I got one more question regarding free agency because when you when you talk about Michael Pierce and Dalvin Thompson, I mean, even some of these other guys, Stephen Weatherly that's back, they all say, hey, Andre Patterson is the reason why I'm here. So for you, what does that free agency period look like? Because the way they talk about it, it's just like, yeah, Andre Patterson, you know, picked up the phone and said, hey, it's Andre Patterson. And they're like, yeah, you know, I'm signing. (laughs) I wish it was like that. I wish it was like that, but it's not. You know, I think think Rick would tell you I'm very picky on, uh, you know, on players. Uh, You know, there's a a skill set that I look for. There's also a a type of individual that I look for. Uh, And so when I find that guy, then it's then it's you know time for us to put my recruiting hat on, and and get a chance to visit with them. And the one thing that I always do is say, hey man, any coach can tell you anything, right, right. But pick up the phone and call your buddies. Pick up the phone and call your guys around the league and see what they tell you. If you want to get paid and you want to get better, then come stop in Minnesota, right. And I just leave it at that. As you know, hey, Sheldon Richardson came here for one year. And he got paid. He couldn't get paid anyplace else. He came here one year and he got paid. So if that's what you want to do, if that's what you're looking to do, all right, then I'm here for you. And so I just let I just let it speak for them. They go call their buddies. They go call other guys in the league. And then the next thing you know, they know more about me than I could have told them. 
You know, instead of, me, instead of me spending my time on the phone trying to sell my phone, right? So they end up knowing more about me than I ever could have told them. And then now it all changes after that. I, I feel like this is like I'm Andre Patterson and I approve this message. I love it. <laughs> well, he lets the players do the talking exactly. for him. And exactly right. I'm sure there's one player that would do all the talking in the world for you, and that's Daniel Hunter. I mean, to from what he was at LSU to what he's become in the NFL, it's pretty unbelievable now heading into his sixth season. So looking at him as a draft prospect, because he didn't have that many sacks his last year at LSU. What is it that you saw out of him as a player and as a raw prospect? And how do you kind of use that going forward when looking at guys in this year's draft? Well, I, you know, I, I, I think Chris, for me, I, I've always looked at it differently. You know, I don't, I don't look at the numbers. Okay. I don't look at how many sacks did he have? How many tackles for losses did he have in college? You want to know the reason why? Because it doesn't make a difference when they get to the NFL, the games changed. It's not how many guys have you seen blow it up in college as defensive linemen and can't get any sacks when they come into the NFL. It's a total different game. So I'm looking for a skill set. Okay. I'm looking for a skill set that computes to this league. Okay. Because no matter who I get, I'm going to have to change them. They're going to have to learn how to rush like a professional against professional NFL offensive linemen. So if they have the skill set, number one, uh, to do what we what we need for them to do. And then number two, if they have the mindset that they're willing to grind and, and most importantly, that they're going to submit to coaching. Because the hardest thing as a, as a position coach is the NFL is to get these young guys to let their college life go. They don't want to do that. This is what I did at USC. It's how I played at USC. And they get here and they don't want to let it go. Right. And so because of that, they never developed to the player that everybody uh, uh, thought they were going to be. So that's why I'm always trying to find a guy that's willing to submit the coaching. okay, willing to hold my hand and let me mold them any way I want to mold them. And so when I find that, okay, this guy's got a shot. And that's what happened with DJ Wanham last year. You know, that's why I was so crazy about DJ Wanham. Number one, he fit the skill set. Number two, he was intelligent. And number three, he was willing to submit to coaching. Mm. So so with DJ Wanham, with Michael Pierce, Dalvin Thomas, and Stephen Weatherly, Daniil Hunter, all these guys on your defensive line, I'm not even talking about defense that you that, that you have to coach uh, as in general, but like defensive line specific, specifically, knowing all of that, all those players, like how important is it to you to – you know, maybe add another pass rusher in this draft? Well, I, I think for me, I've always looked at it like, okay, I'm going to see who I like that if I'm fortunate enough to get it at 14, who I like, okay? If, if, who, who I like in the third round, who I like in the fourth round, you know, all the way through. And so, as, as you know, uh, Gabe, with defensive ends, I've had success all through the draft, you know, so it's not just that we have to get a guy at 14 for it to work. Um, so, you know, I spend the time trying to get to evaluate and know all the guys and know how they fit. And then from there, uh, hopefully, you know, Rick gives me somebody that I'm excited about and then we roll up our sleeves and, and uh, you know, and, and try to get that guy better. I got a crazy question for you. You've been coaching a long time in the NFL. Who is the biggest prospect as a pass rusher that you remember that you're just like, man, that guy's a home run. That guy is a no brainer. Home run. Doesn't have to be a guy you drafted, but somebody you looked at the, the tape and you said, man, that is the guy that, that I would like on my team. Wow. Well, 
honestly, I, when Courtney Brown came out of Penn State, I was like, oh, my God. Okay, this this guy has a chance to be one of the all-time greats, you know, 6'6", you know, 280 pounds, you know, 5% body fat, unbelievable long arms, ran 4'5", big hands, 40 vertical. I mean, it was just everything that you look for, but most importantly, a great human being. So, you know, I thought for sure, you know, he was going to be, you know, one of the guys to be one of the all-time greats. Coach, uh, I truly appreciate you joining us today. Um, any final thoughts going forward? I know a lot of people will be wanting to hear from you between now and the draft. So any final thoughts? Well, hey, uh, Viking fans, we miss you. I, I hope everything works out great to where you're back in the stadium when we get ready to play in September. Believe me, you make the biggest difference on our defense. And I, I say that with all sincerity. You're the best fans in the National Football League. So I hope that everything works out great. We miss you. We love you. And we look forward to seeing you in September. Coach Patterson, appreciate you joining us again. Thanks, man. I got you anytime you need me. Yes, sir. Thanks, Coach. Always a great time talking to co-defensive coordinator Andre Patterson and Corso. I think the million-dollar question got asked, how do you get these guys to commit on the spot? And Andre Patterson basically says, you know, I keep it real with these guys. Like, I want the best for them. I, I hopefully, you know, they can come in, they can learn. If they stay, they stay. But if not, hopefully they can go somewhere and get a bigger contract. So having a coach like that that gets it, I'll just put it that way, that gets it, I think that speaks volumes and that, that shows why Andre Patterson has been so successful in, in the NFL coaching. Yeah, my literal response was he lets the players do the talking for him. And there's not many coaches that can connect with NFL players the way Andre does in that father figure uh, aspect. It's just unbelievable how players gravitate towards him. And Gabe, just seeing over the years before you got here, Everson Griffin was like his number one guy. I mean, he would call around the league. He would tell people Andre Patterson is the best position coach in the entire NFL, not just defensive line, the entire NFL, he at the position, there is no other guy you want to trust. And as Andre says, if you want to get paid, listen to what he has to say. 39 years of coaching experience, that's including college, 18 years of coaching in the NFL. Andre Patterson, he is, he's established. He's a veteran. People listen to him. People understand. So when asking him, you know, do we need another pass rusher in this draft? I think he did give an honest response of saying, like, you know, he ha he has a couple guys that he want, you know, whether that's a four at 14 or later in the draft. I'm sure he has probably three or four guys that he wants to get his hands on. But I'm excited, man, because this is the time of the year. I mean, we're, what, one week away from the NFL draft. This is the time of the year where experts start to panic. They start to back out of their picks or they start to change certain things. So things are just up in the air right now. And, and, and literally all it comes down to is, you know, these teams now. I mean, we've done all the – the expert analysis. We've got all the guys on the shows. I mean, we, we've heard from everyone. I mean, if you if you missed anything, head on over to Vikings.com to, to see who the Vikings should select with the 14th overall pick based on what our analysts and experts say. But, hey, it's, it, it comes down to the teams now. I'm not taking a, a defensive end at 14. Like Andre Patterson <laughs> says, I can get him in the third round. He knows, he knows what guys – uh, have that ability. He's not looking at this, uh, the sack numbers in college and the SEC. He's looking at the raw physical tools. So that was another one of my takeaways, Gabe, is just Andre Patterson can find that edge rusher later on in the draft. He did it with the DJ Wanham. He did it with the Daniel Hunter. 
it will be very exciting to see what the Vikings do at number 14. So we talk about this all the time. This is by far our favorite time of the year. I mean, we, we've done all the talking, we've done all the analysis, but at the same time, we get to talk to some of these guys, some of these new guys when they get in and then see how their you know, career progresses over time. I think that's the beauty of being in this industry. I mean, last year we had the opportunity to talk to Justin Jefferson a couple of times. And then, I mean, right when he got drafted and then translate that to, you know, breaking every single one of Randy Moss's records. I think that's the beauty of, of this business. And I'm sure whoever the Vikings select um, in this NFL draft, the, the purple faithful will be happy. I agree, man. I mean, you can go wide receiver, you can go offensive line, you can go pass rusher, you can go cornerback. I think at this point it's best player available. I don't know anything of what Rick Spielman and these guys are doing. I just do my pro football focus mock drafts all the time, Gabe, and it's been fun to see. Um, what kind of quality of player will be available at number 14? Yeah, well, we will have a lot going on um, next week. We'll draft week, starting with uh, Vikings Happy Hour presented by Miller Lite on Thursday. I mean, we'll have podcast reactions after every single round. There will be so much going on. Um, you want to give fans an insight on, on a few more things that we'll be doing during draft week? Yeah, Gabe, absolutely. I know we have the Vikings Happy Hour um, that will be happening the, the first night of the draft, which I believe you'll be on that. And, and we'll have a ton of the Vikings players, legends, all people around the Vikings community that will be joining that show. I know it happened last year. It was a huge success for our website. So um, stay tuned to that. Also, you mentioned the Vikings podcast network. We'll have a reaction literally every single night. Myself, you, producer Jay Nelson, the crew. I, I think our plan is to get a Ben Lieber or Ron Johnson on each of the episodes. We just love to react and give our thoughts uh, late at night following what happens uh, throughout each night of the NFL draft. So definitely stay tuned for that. Yeah, and we'll have a special edition, an NFL draft recap special edition right here on KFAN at 6.30 on May the 6th. And then, of course, after that, the NFL schedule release is May 12th. So there, there are some exciting times coming ahead. I mean, we all know who the opponents are going to be this year but actually starting to map those things out of like, hey, when will we play the L.A. Chargers? When will we play the Panthers? When will we play a team here and there? I think that is always exciting. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms. We will have more to come right here on the Vikings Entertainment Network. So for Chris Corso, my name is Gabe Henderson. This is Vikings Vantage presented by Pepsi. See you guys in a couple of weeks. <laughs>